1: If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also follow me on Twitter at Hybe. This week's guest is Dr. Matt Worrell. Dr. Matt Worrell is a family practice chiropractor that specializes in athletes. He works with his practice members to reach their goals by championing them through chiropractic care. Dr. Matt uses functional movement assessments to determine how best to correct the spine, arms, and legs to increase athletic performance, prevent future injury, and rehab current or old injuries. He loves working with people of all ages and levels of activity at Core Chiropractic, his practice in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Dr. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lori. I'm excited to have you here. My sister-in-law is a chiropractor, so I, I know the the hard work and time and energy it takes to become um, the the expert that you are today. There's quite a bit. <laughs> so most people think of chiropractor chiropractors as cracking backs, um, but obviously it's a lot more than that. So what exactly is a chiropractor doing?
0: Yeah, so a lot of people think that I'm a back doctor, that you come to me when you have low back pain or headaches or neck pain. But what I actually treat is the nervous system. So the brain sits up top and sends down the nerves through the spinal cord. And when a bone in your back comes out of place, your body braces that with inflammation. And that inflammation can sometimes irritate that nerve root, which causes the back pain. Hence why people come to see me with back pain. But I'm not actually treating that back pain. I'm more concerned about something else. All that extra fluid in the area can put compression on the nerve root. And even just a dime's worth of pressure on that nerve root can decrease its function by 60%, which is pretty crazy. So those are the nerves that are going to your heart, your lungs, your liver, your muscles. And I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to to function at 40%. No, no. So (laughs) um, my job is to go through the spine and make sure that all of the pressure is off those nerves so your body can function at its very best.
1: Okay, great. So why did you choose to specialize in sports chiropractic? Honestly,
0: it, uh, it makes my day interesting. <laughs> so each different type of athlete has a different need. Um, I work a lot with hockey players. You know, it's their, their legs, their shoulders. For the goalies, it's their knees. Mm-hmm. Well, you look at a runner. For runners, we have to deal with feet, ankles, knees, hips. Just different uh, different conditions that pop up each day mm-hmm. that keep my job interesting.
1: Okay, I can relate to the hockey side of things. What about cyclists? I've been doing a lot of biking lately.
0: So cyclists are actually pretty good. I'd say a, a big part of it is um, the pressure that's always on your pelvis. Okay. And then also, of course, we got the hip motion, the the ankle motion, and the knees as well.
1: So you mentioned hockey. I'm going to circle back to this, and I heard um, that you work with Marquette University's hockey team. What other projects are you involved with outside of the clinic?
0: So outside of the clinic, um, I have a couple different things going on. So one being I do corporate chiropractic. So I actually go into uh, corporations around the Oconomowoc area and deliver chiropractic adjustments to their employees on site, Nice, which is super nice. I'm actually just launching a another project, um, called Plans for Local Partners. Okay. And this is based off of Dr. Anna Keck's uh, idea. Sure. And she's a is,
1: past guest on our our yeah, show. Yes, yeah, she yep. is.
0: Um, it's having to do with small business owners and people that typically don't offer insurance benefits, but giving them an option that their employees or themselves can buy into to have regular care.
1: Nice. That's really nice because I know that's a huge challenge for small business owners nowadays. So today I want to talk a little bit about networking. That's really the focus of the show. And my goal is to alleviate any fears that someone has when they hear that really scary word, networking. So can you share with our listeners your most successful or favorite networking story or experience that you've had?
0: So I like networking events that aren't necessarily come and deliver your card to people, right? Because that's very impersonal. Um, definitely in, in all fields, people tend to do business with those that they they know, that they like, and that they trust. Mm-hmm. And at those events where you're just handing out cards, you're not building in that trust. You're barely even getting to know somebody. Yep. So um, one of the big ones for me is actually E-Women's Network, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because I'm a man. Um, but E-Women's Network is very inclusive Mm -hmm. of males and uh you know i I say it all the time but you go there and you just feel like family yeah and you know everyone wants to get to know you and what you do and you know about your personal life and everything and that's really how you build the best contacts is by creating those personal relationships
1: absolutely i think that's great um and really good advice to not just be focused on pushing your business card in front of someone Um, So as you continue to create new relationships and um, build your community, how do you stay in front of or best nurture these relationships that you're creating?
0: It comes down to consistency. So a lot of these networking events, um, these gatherings of people, they happen at a a set interval. So you make sure that you are always at those events. You uh, talk with all the people that you've already met and make sure you pick up a couple of new people Mm -hmm. so you can start building more relationships. Uh, Outside of that, it's connecting with them, maybe on LinkedIn or connecting with them on Facebook and pushing content so that way your face stays in front of them and they recognize your name.
1: Nice, I like that you are focusing on re-engaging with your past contacts, but also making some room to create some new relationships as well. Nice. What advice would you offer the business professional who's looking to grow their network?
0: So I, I grew my network pretty slow. Mm -hmm. um, And that's my own decision. That's how I decided to do it. Um, I find more meaning in the relationships that are closer and more personal. And you can't, you can't force that. You can't push that. Um, It can't be done super quickly. So Just get out there, meet people, um, actively listen, and take an interest in who you're talking to because they're a person just like you. They have a story, and everyone can learn from each other.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think listening is extremely important and is actually a skill that seems to be lacking to some extent (laughs) nowadays. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that's one of the things that maybe if I went back, Uh, a few years when i started networking i might have focused a little bit moving slower instead of moving fast because it does take time to build those relationships um so you spoke a little bit about connecting with people on linkedin while you know after you meet with them in person um, and obviously digital is a big part of what happens in today's day and age Um, between the two digital networking and traditional networking which one do you find more value in
0: I personally find more value in the traditional networking, um, being, I can't physically be with somebody through digital marketing Uh or digital networking. And when I'm taking someone out to coffee, you know, it's, we shake hands Uh we make eye contact. It's more personal and people are more likely to remember that.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's definitely, um, a level of that personal touch that happens when you're meeting in person as opposed to the the digital platform plat- platform space whatnot um all right so i'm gonna ask you this question anyways because you laughed at it uh, if you could go back to your 20 year old self what would you tell yourself to do more or less of or differently with regards to your professional career
0: so my 20 year old self was studying at ew stevens point and at that time, I hadn't decided exactly what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I actually studied vocal music education for a while. I ended up with a minor there. But, you know, it took me five years to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Um, so really, it's just I wish that I had more focus um, when I was a student. So that way I could accomplish everything a little bit sooner and get more years of practice in.
1: I think that's good, but it's also really hard to do. It's
0: super hard to do, and just getting into college and just having all these classes that you you didn't know existed and mm-hmm. you had an interest in. Yep. I mean, I I graduated with uh, you know uh, cellular and molecular biology, but minored in chemistry, music, Spanish, and honestly, I probably would have picked wow. up anthropology, but <laughs> I didn't really have the time. <laughs>
1: That's quite the wrap sheet you've got there. It is. <laughs> um, all right, so someone obviously who enjoys learning, um, I'm always interested in hearing what books my or podcasts my guests are are reading or listening to for um, their own personal growth and development.
0: Yeah, um, so on the business side, I've been listening to the Empowerment Project, okay. which is a podcast. I listen through uh, Spotify, but it's it's a chiropractor. Uh, down in Greenville, South Carolina, that um, likes to talk to other business owners and kind of get their story. So typically the business owners, we just see that, we see their storefront, we see what they do in the professional community, but there's so much hidden behind that, mm-hmm. and she explores that, and I really appreciate it. Um, it just it enlightens me onto what other people go through. Um, On a personal note, I am reading a book um, about someone in Oconomowoc named Ramon. Um, He is an immigrant from Mexico, and uh, he's someone that I have contact with very often through Rotary and other organizations in Oconomowoc. Mm -hmm. So that's just taking it another step further, you know, learning about the people that you interact with every day. And uh, his book is extremely eye-opening and and very much an emotional roller coaster but that's his life and that's his story and there's a great appreciation that I have for
1: it. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have the name of the book by chance?
0: (laughs) I think it's called Ramon An Immigrant's Tale.
1: Oh interesting. Yeah. Yeah I bet that is a fascinating read. All right Dr. Matt any final word of advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network?
0: It comes back to, you know, always be consistent. So um make sure you schedule your time appropriately. There are a lot of events that come up sometimes all on the same day. Uh-huh. But you need to pick ones that you are extremely interested in and you like the people that are there so you can continue to show up and grow grow relationships with them.
1: Yeah, I think that's very, very powerful. Um, Being consistent is key. Uh, Scheduling your time so that you can indeed be present and show up and and ultimately build those relationships. Fantastic tips and advice there, Dr. Matt. All right, and my final question, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way they can reach you?
0: Uh, You can head to the website, which is www. You can also call the clinic at 262 204 7007 or send an email at info at corecairo.org.
1: Fantastic. And we will include all of this information in our show notes. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Great conversation. This wraps up our episode of social capital, a huge thank you to Dr. Matt for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash social capital network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at social capital podcast.com. Otherwise we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the social capital podcast.